Okay, I'm going to pray and then we're going to get into it. All right, Holy Spirit, thank you. Um, <laughs> I didn't expect this, but I'll take it. Lord, I just thank you in Jesus' name. I just thank you for a spirit of wisdom and revelation. I thank you right now that uh, you call the just to live by faith and it's by far the best way to live. Lord, it's not magical thinking. It's not, it's not presumption and, and risk-taking. It's actually building in the multiverse and the realm of the impossible. We thank you. We just thank you for the possibilities in Christ that our Lord God, you've made the heavens and the earth by your great power. Nothing is too difficult for you. So we just thank you for that spirit of faith on this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. So I'm, this is my auto cue, okay? So I'm gonna be abiding for a minute. Um, okay. You know the thing. No, okay, so... Okay, so I can't announce anything today because it's out of my hands, right? But this is what we're gonna do is that in regards to Moonta um, uh, uh, M&Ms, um, is that what we're going to do, what we're going to do is that as, as soon as we get word of what we need to get word of, we're going to, we're going to send a text message out to everyone in the church and saying, you know, this is what's going on, okay? So, so because... I probably, my gray hair counts probably quadrupled, all right? And I wanted, you know, it just is what it is. And I understand that, that, that this, this is a really amazing journey. And so Rachel and I are doing our very best to enjoy it, aren't we, darling? Our very, very best. <laughs> we really are. So anyway, uh, so as soon as we uh, um, can communicate with you guys, it will probably via text, and then we'll just see how we go from there. But... This is out of my hands. So otherwise, sort of like, I don't want to be the party pooper. So um, I'm just going to just, yeah, I'm under an direction. Okay, so here we go. Anyone that's watched Bugs Bunny cartoons know who that was. All right. Okay. Now, it's a very, very weighty statement. And I want you to take under full uh, uh, consideration is that uh, governments are a lot like sound desks in a church. When they're doing a great job, no one notices. But when they're rubbish, it ruins everything. No pressure, Trevor, no pressure. <clears throat> so, so there's, oh, don't do that to me. Huh? Huh? Praise God, that was close. All right. <laughs> Fancy running the universe on this. Help me, Lord. Okay, so, so I wanna talk about uh, 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 we're going to go quite deep because on, on Tuesday night we talked about open heavens. So the Bible talks about very, very clearly uh, the windows of heaven will be opened up. Behold, I saw a door standing open in heaven, uh, 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 angels ascending and descending. If we're going to conflate that, we would just say portals, okay? So don't think when you age you can get all weirded out. Portals are opening to, to heavenly dimensions. But Jesus also said that he's building his ecclesia on the rock of revelation that Jesus is the Son of God. And he gives us the keys to the kingdom, but he says, God is, the Lord is going to uh, uh, build his church and the portals down to hell, which spew up darkness and filth and death, they're not gonna prevail. Jesus actually said that. He actually, <clears throat> he said that <clears throat> and he gives, us, he gives us the keys of the kingdom. And so, it's actually like, I feel really good. I feel really light. I know that uh, uh, myself, so I want to say myself, I'm including all of us in this. 
We were called and chosen to be in such a time as this. Can someone say amen? And what happened yesterday, uh, uh, no shock. <laughs> no shock. If, if, if you stand for nothing, you fall for everything and there's no mandate. So we're seeing some, we're seeing some interesting things. But what I want to do is I want to establish uh, 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 the, the Lord's role in all of this. And, and, and if you want to know the Lord's role in this, all you have to do is look in the mirror. That's about it. Because one of the things, if we're looking at the backdrop of everything, is that we've been sold a supernatural rescue package and that doesn't actually bear out under the terms and conditions of the immutable Word of God. And so it actually says that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father until all the, His enemies are under His feet. All right? And it says in Acts, uh, that's Psalm 110, and it says, so uh, Acts 321 says, uh, heaven must retain him until the restoration of all things. So you're going, well, how's that going to happen? I'm glad you asked. Revelation 22 says, the spirit and the bride say, come. And so what, when, we un, when we remove all doubt and hesitation, if anyone's played any contact sport, now I'm led to believe not many people in this room have, because we've done surveys before, and there was not many hands raised. But when you play a contact sport, is that you can't be hesitant. You can't be hesitant. When you remove all hesitancy and doubt, then you get different results. I've seen in Australian rules football, giant ruckman, you know, made of glass and oh, the ball's there and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's like a stick of dynamite. And I've seen little short nuggety rovers run through whole packs of people because they were able to pull on a sense of conviction. And so I wanna remove all doubts now I'm not going to start with that scripture, so we're not going to start with Timothy. Sorry, Timothy. Um, but I want to establish something that's quite uh, no wiggle room. So anyone that understands a level of heavenly language and symbology, they understand a very, very distinct number in the whole counsel of God is the number 12. It's so number 12. It means complete government. Complete government. And when you start to, because as we've been teaching the interns, the Bible is a Jewish book written by Jews for Jews. It was not written for Americans or Australians. And it comes through a Hebrew culture that speaks predominantly a heavenly language. And it teaches very abstract things. That, and, and, and through parables and symbology, we can ground a fourth dimensional multiverse reality into a 3D world. When we try and bring God down to our level, we try and shoehorn scripture, it doesn't work. So we need to come up here so we see the things he wants to show us. And so that's what's so exciting. That's why it's an adventure. And I think this is, this is, this is what I wanna put across is this, is that everything's easy for God. Everything's, there's nothing, the Lord's not sort of like, oh, I didn't see this one coming. Um, that's not the case at all. It's about us getting on the same page as him. Can someone say amen? Getting on the same page as him, that's all. And so um, I know that when Trump won and you had all these liberals in America like, nah, like this, well, we don't want to be those people over in Australia, do we? Okay, it's exactly what was said before. The Lord's on the throne and we've got to make sure we're sitting right next to him. Seriously, because that's what it does say. We've been raised up. We've been raised up and seated with him. That's not a couch. It's not a bar stool. It's a th it thrones. 
That's, what, that, that's why we call, anyway, I don't want to do a spoiler alert. Okay, you've read the Bible, you know the spoiler alert. Anyway, so, so 12 is complete government. So Jacob had 12 sons. Those 12 sons turned into the 12 tribes. And Jesus thought he would continue with this theme. And he prayed all night and God gave him the very names of all 12 disciples. And it's like, Jesus says, I only do what I see the Father doing. You know, there's some things you don't quite, can't quite work out. Um, you know, the Gadarene demoniac gets completely delivered uh, and then he's clothed in his right mind and he wants to follow Jesus and Jesus on this occasion said, no, but go and tell everyone the good things that the Lord has done for you. And there's some other people, why, you know, like Nathaniel sitting under the tree. Uh, why wasn't he included in that? And then I, I Judas Iscariot was chosen is that God in his, in his foreknowledge and his genius, he knew exactly what had to happen, but it was to be 12. 12 apostles, 12 disciples. Jacob had 12 sons that turned into the 12 tribes of Israel. 12 is about complete government. And so all through scripture, because we have to, the reason why, number one, we need the Holy Spirit, and number two, we need teachers, is teachers are able to break code. They are able to join dots, so you're going, oh, that part was over there, that part was over there. Oh, the way, oh my gosh, I see it. So the, 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 the book, the, the entire uh, 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 um, uh, council of God is centered around government. And when we start to, see, the quicker we see that, you go, oh my gosh, when the body of Christ abdicates government, darkness will govern. But on that one again, just the, this is what the Bible says, okay? So then we have, the number 12, the fulcrum, the, 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 the completeness of the number 12 we see in the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation, I believe, primarily is a, is a, a, a blueprint of how to govern with the Lord in the realm of the Spirit. And, and that realm of the Spirit, it, it's not just sort of, let's just associate into some sort of weird uh, a, a saffron robe, lentil eating sort of farming community that wants to live a monastic lifestyle separated from all responsibility and influence. It actually means when you govern in the spirit, you actually rule and reign with Christ. So the fulcrum of that we see in the book of Revelation. Did you know that number 12 is mentioned, I think 22 times in 22 chapters? And you're going, wow. I mean, th th that's the theme of the book of Revelation. It's not about, there's no antichrist, okay? I know some of you are devastated about that because it's not as, 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 as interesting. Boy, the book of Revelation is interesting without the Antichrist. The, only the first epistle of John mentions the Antichrist. But what you have is this, it's the revelation of Jesus. Is it what he did on the earth? Jesus limited, he was always God, but he only did what he saw the Father doing. And you've heard it said, it's like, why did he say Lazarus come forth? It's because if he just said come forth, then there would have been a premature mass resurrection. That, well, Jesus is God. He never, even though he, he, he restricted his, his, his ministry expression, he was never less, he, he laid down the right to exercise that, but he was always divine and he was, God chose a body for him, okay? So now, after being resurrected, he appears to John and says, I have the keys of hell and death. I was dead and behold, I am alive forevermore. And now I'm gonna give you a message for the churches throughout the ages. And so then we start to see the, 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 the zenith, the fulcrum, the, the, the peak of it, we see at the, right at the end of the book of Revelation. And so we see the new Jerusalem and you go, wow, one day celestial planet, new city. Well, it actually says, come and I'll show you the bride. 
You go, well, the church, the new Jerusalem. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I thought we were a body. Yeah, but we're a bride. Yeah. Aren't we an ecclesia? Yeah. But we're also the city. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to show you this because it's trying to communicate things in the fourth, uh, the minimum fourth dimensional reality into our three dimensional world uh, on that physical plane. And it says, I saw the new Jerusalem coming out of heaven as a bride. And then it says, come, I'll show you the bride. So then we see the new Jerusalem, 12 gates made of 12 pearls with the names of the 12 tribes written on the gates. It had 12 foundations with the names of the 12 apostles written on them. And you're going, wow, this really is a very much a governmentalness thingy thingness. You, you can't, get, can't get away from it. Now, if you were to sit down and look at all the technicalities of the Westminster system, if you have a look at the, the American, uh, it's so convoluted. You have a look at, you have a look at like a, a tax law. The amount of times it was promised to reform tax law in Australia, let, let alone other places. It's designed to be convoluted, difficult and compl complicated. And politics is a little bit the same because it's about the limiting of powers and greater accountability. But what you've got is this, is that politics can be complicated and a little bit on the side, right? But it's not about that. We have to see through the red tape that's been produced and we have to see governing. We have to see through politics and see governing because we're all called to govern from the micro to the macro. Now, what we have, if we get to put Matthew chapter 28 up, please, that'd be great. Jesus came and spoke to them saying, this, obviously he's resurrected now, all authority, all exousia. All. <laughs> Jesus says, I've won, I'm the boss. I am the boss, I am Lord. All authority has been given to me in every dimension. And this is what, this, now, this is, our, this is what he says. Therefore you go. Jesus says, he has all authority, so in his name, you go. So he's done his part. That's why he's seated down, seated down on the right hand of the Father. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. All of them, Lord? All of them. So, so you make disciples of the nations. So there's a, there's a, there's a macro mandate here. It's, I tell you what, right now, in the body of Christ, I think the most standing, the outstanding part of the body of Christ right now are the evangelists. The soul winning that's taking place, laying hands on the sick, leading people to Christ, baptizing them in water in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. I want to really applaud and really uh, uh, um, champion what the evangelists are doing. They really, really are. Um, and so, uh, and, and we need to pray for the prophets. Okay, so go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them. Because we're not a test, we can test and weigh all things. So, you know, you, you can't say that. No, 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 Jesus did. Go therefore, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Discipling nations. Teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. And lo, I am, you've got to, re that's, a, that's a deep voice one. Uh, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. <clears throat> so, that involves government. And when, <clears throat> you know, communication's an interesting thing because I can feel that God gave me grace to communicate something effectively. And people go, yeah, that was really good. Doesn't mean they're gonna get it. And again and again and again, the Lord says, go into all the world, preach my gospel. And you go, well, the churches would have heard that ad infinitum, but much of the church have never led one person to the Lord. 
And we wonder why, we wonder why there's so much darkness. When we abdicate, we open the door for darkness. In this season, it's not sort of like, you know, uh, 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 and we, you know, (laughs) how did this happen? It doesn't work like that. Is it you and I are called to govern? Yes, in different capacities, but we're all called to govern because this is what that this is what it looks like from the micro to the macro. Politics can be dry, boring, drawn out, lots of red tape, uh, obstructionist, and difficult, just like tax law, right? It's designed to be that. But we've got to we've got to be able to see the mandate to govern. Twelves all through Scripture, coming uh, peaking in in the Book of Revelation, and so I think that. Uh, What's interesting is this number 12, and this is, where I wanna, this is where I wanna drill down on today. I believe that we're not just called to rule and reign with Jesus from heavenly places now, because the book of Revelation is a now book, okay? It pulls us into the now. When you start to pull it apart, you're going, we can't defer this. This is not just gonna another generation. This is actually a now thing, okay? Because maybe other generations thought it was a future thing and they abdicated the now thing. And so I believe, as abstract it may seem, is that through Scripture, we can, the Lord can speak to us that we are called to govern over time itself. We're called to govern over time. So 12's everywhere. Now what's very interesting is that Jesus, it, it talks about Him growing up and, 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 and as a tree, okay? As a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a root out of dry ground. And then what happens, he is, Jesus is called the branch, the, the righteous branch out of the, out of the root or, 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 or of Jesse. He's the righteous branch. And you see it, you know, yeah, this is amazing. You know, and, and you start to go into typology and, and was Jesus the tree of life? I believe so, right? But then he was the branch, okay? And then what happens, and then he, 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 he's about to lay down his life to be, uh, as a sacrifice for the sins of the world. And then he says this in John 15, he says, you know how in the Old Testament I said, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the righteous branch. And you know that Nazareth actually means branch town? Okay, no, 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 not, not by the river, up the road, no. It's, it's, it's quite crazy, the branch from branch town. So here, here we go, this is where it gets crazy. He goes, Jesus goes, now I'm the vine, you're the branches. And then it says in, uh, and then it says in um, uh, Psalm chapter one, if you meditate in God's word, you'll be like a tree planted by, the, by, by the, the, the living waters or the waters. You'll be like a tree, like a tree. So then you're going, you gotta understand is that God's trying to communicate heavenly realities through a Hebraic Jewish paradigm. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. That's why we need wisdom. That's why we need, you know, the, the Ethiopian eunuch was, sitting there and he's reading Isaiah and Philip gets out, he comes up and he goes, do you understand what you're reading? He goes, how can I understand it unless someone interprets it for me? And that's why we have the Holy Spirit. So what we have now, let's go, ruling over time as trees of righteousness, the planning of the Lord that he may be glorified. Here we go. Uh, Revelation chapter 22, I think it is. In the middle of its street, this is the new Jerusalem. In the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life. Um, which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. So you have this supernatural scene 
where you've got the New Jerusalem and it actually says tree of life, trees of life, there's more than one, either side of the river, the same river that's mentioned in Ezekiel, the same river that's mentioned in Daniel, you actually have this river going out and then it actually says the healing, that the leaves of the trees were for the healing of the nations. And so you start to see, it talks about 12 different types of fruits for 12 months. Friends, you and I are called to live with the Lord, not under time, but in the Spirit, in the Spirit governing over time itself. And you're going, <laughs> you're stretching my grid, bro. Doesn't matter, I'm gonna preach it anyway. <laughs> We're called to, 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 to govern over time because there's chronos time, chronological time. Then you have kairos time, an opportune special quality of time that's a season. And it's not just that, but we start to see this crazy stuff that we, we, we're called to govern over time. I believe, this is my personal opinion, you've got opposites or a polemic or opposites, okay? Now, I believe you've got with the just to live by faith. Are you cool if I go there? You're right with this? Yeah, 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 okay, come on, let's do it, yeah, amen, amen. Ecclesiastes says everything under the sun, S-U-N. Time and chance, you know, it's all vanity unless you just uh, 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 walk with God, okay? Time and chance. So what you have is, is you've, got, you've got opposites or you've got uh, antonyms, you've got synonyms, which are words that have similar meanings, and antonyms are the opposite. So people would go faith and people go unbelief. They go, that, what's the opposite of faith? It's unbelief. Yeah, I believe it's in the ballpark. Do you know what I honestly, personally believe the opposite of faith is? Time. The opposite of faith is time. It says, now faith is a substance, substance of things hoped for. Hope pushes it down the road, but the just shall live by faith. So what happens is you've got this incredible perfect, harmonious, glorious, multi-layered, multiverse, heavenly, the kingdom of God. And then you have this time-space world. And it actually says, if you understand who you are in Christ, when you pray, you must believe you've already received it. And this is what God is going to show us because on Tuesday, we talked about opening up windows, doors and portals because God wants us to walk in synchronization with heavenly dimensions so we can rule over time. Can someone say amen? Who wants to do, seriously, who wants that, seriously? And I'm not, this is not some cutesy, fancy uh, uh, conference teaching and you can, you know, at the back, you can, you can buy some vegetables um, that I'll sign. Uh, I really want people to catch this because we're gonna go down the rabbit hole right now and something this morning the Lord just highlighted to me and I went, wow, this is not me. It's, it's completely not me. So let's have a look at this. Let's go Ephesians chapter 5, 16. Knowing the word redeem is to buy back, is to buy back. And you go, redeeming the time for the days are evil. You're going, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. The days are evil. You can be living in the glory, living in Christ and in fruitfulness while society is living in evil days. Who believes that? A little bit like Israel in Goshen, okay? So this is, the, again, we're trying to communicate very, very 
uh, uh, spiritual things, but we have to map them. Mapping requires patience and stewarding data points. Do not despise a day of small things. Line upon line, precept, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. So we are called to govern over time. I believe time, fallen time, works with the spirit of death. It's my personal opinion. Because a lot of problems that go wrong with people's bodies are connected to aging, connected to the spirit of death. So this is, this is getting very, very interesting. Now we know, you go, wow, it's getting about out there. Okay, let's just, let's just look at some Bible realities is that Hezekiah went, I don't wanna die. And then God sent Elisha. God gave an extra 15 years. Right? I wonder if how he was going at the end of 14 years, if he was back into that place, who knows? He's given you 15 years, I don't wanna die again. It's not like, sorry, son, you, you got more than you asked for. So, so, so then Elisha said to him, this is gonna be a, a sign to you. The sundial, the, the shadow will go back 10 degrees. Now, you go, did God do a, a trick with shadows? You know, did the Lord you know, do a bit of a David Copperfield? 10 degrees type thing? Or did the universe change? You go, oh, that's a, that's a wow, that's the implications are huge. Well, why don't we go to, uh, and we, we're not gonna put this up, with Joshua. And Joshua, there was under covenant, I think it was uh, Joshua 10, I think, I can't remember. And basically, uh, they were in covenant, they, they had a covenantal pact with someone and they had to pursue, based on this covenant, they had to pursue the enemies. And Joshua commanded the sun to stand still and the moon to stand still. I would say probably, it was probably sort of coming up to dusk, something like that. And it said the day was supernaturally stretched out. Now you go, did the universe, was that suspended? Look, it could have been, I think it probably was, but the point I wanna make, it was about time. And, you, and, and you're going, wow, that's a big thing. No, no, no. So I believe the opposite to time is faith. And so how did Joshua get there? Well, we do know that when Moses visited God and the glory of God would come down and then the glory, and then Moses had to go back and be the messenger, be the prophet, right? Basically, what had to happen is that, is that he had to go back and tell Israel, this is what the Lord's shown me. And then Joshua goes, you're going back to, yep, yep. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hang here in the glory. Joshua loved the presence of God, okay? He loved it, he soaked. But then once it, Moses said, my Moses, God says, Moses, my servant is dead, now it's all on you. Can you imagine that? Serious. Like Moses is a bit of a legend. Like, no, before him, I mean, Abraham is the father, of, you know, the father of many nations. But Moses, seriously, can you imagine being there the day that, that you got <laughs> the Egyptian army? Dude, that's hectic, the Egyptian army hectically coming after you. And it's sort of like, this is, this is, what, this is a really classic one. Moses cries out to God, he goes, what has it got to do with me? You stretch forth the staff. There's something that God wants that when you walk with the Lord, you're his friend and you and him do it together. He does do the hard part, I just thought I'd say that. Right, but he needs a cooperation. So he says to, uh, to Joshua, he goes, this is what I want you to do. Don't worry about the fact that Moses is a legend, right? But this is what I want you to do. You're gonna take my word and you're gonna meditate in it continually and quote it continually. Do you know what happens? Is that you go in the faith dimension and you rule over time. You go, can, we, can you teach us more about ruling over time? Well, I could draw a, underline that statement there. If you live in the word and meditate in it, you go into the now and then you speak order over chaos and you rule over time. This is what he has for us, but we have to walk it out. 
great teaching, buy some vegetables at the end, I'll sign some lettuce, who knows? Brilliant. But it's, it's prescriptive. It's prescriptive. It's, it's a, those who hear the Word of God and do it. Get obsessed with the Word of God. And don't just read it going, oh, I have more information. You have to meditate on it. And that's what He commanded. He commanded Joshua, you then rule over time because He did. Obviously, Elisha did. This is so amazing. You look at the book of Revelation and it's, it's, it's heaven's normal. For us, it's like, whoa, crazy stuff. If you have a look in, in, in Daniel uh, uh, um, chapter seven, it said an anti-God entity that called the little horn changed, endeavoured to change times and laws. If fallen entities connected to powers and darkness endeavour to change time, what is the church doing? We are called to change time itself, not because I'm trying to sell vegetables, but because what we have is the Lord saying, I want my children to understand time doesn't rule them if they live with me. If you're in the S-O-N, you don't have to be under the S-U-N. And this is really important. So, okay, now, here we go. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna jump into the multiverse a bit. So Holy Ghost, thank you. Stretch, move. Yes, Prince of Greece, get out, amen. All right, so. So the way we're taught in school, especially like eschatological timelines, this is a timeline like this. Now I'm doing left to right at the moment. You guys thinking I've, turned, I've become Chinese because it's, it's the other way around. So let's just do this, I'll, I'm, this is for your benefit, okay? I speak in human terms, of course. So, 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 <laughs> so look, look at this, look at this. So like, we're here, and there's gonna be a rapture, and there's a trib, and then ha, ho, he, ha, ho, ha, he, right? And so we're, it's like we're in a museum and we're looking at pieces of pictures on the wall, going, whoa, time is we're on a conveyor belt and all these incredible sovereign things are gonna happen. And we're just going, ooh, you know? That's how the Western mind is trained from, from primary school, high school, university, etc. But I want today, I wanna, I wanna destroy that in the name of Jesus. Because what that does, it actually breeds passivity, spectatorism, static, no movement. And, 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 and so, so there's nothing in your life that can't be moved. Can't, everything can be moved. Everything in Jesus' name can be moved. Nothing is immovable, okay? So what I wanna do is I wanna, I wanna invite you into heaven's process to communicate to you and myself and whoever else will believe this is how it works. Now, Who's ever had a dream? Okay, no, no, no. Uh, uh, all right, sorry. The pause made it funnier than what it was meant to be. All right. Who's had a dream? And so, um, okay. I remember multiple, multiple times I've had dreams where uh, I was going through a season where I felt I was under siege, under attack. And in the dream, I'm looking, there was one case where there was a, a shark in the water and I'm going, dude, dude, did you shut, what? Like the, I'm going, no, get out, get out like this. And I'm looking at it. And the Lord goes, you're the dude in the water. And so I thought I was a third party spectator looking at a supernatural scene, but God had to take me out of myself to show me the true context of what I was doing. And the Lord goes, no, it's actually you. Who's ever had dreams like that? We've gone, Okay, this is one of God's major modus operandi. I'll tell you why. Uh, obviously, we have, an, uh, Adam and Adrian teach on this with Divinity Code, but obviously you, you've got like uh, David, 
didn't just have an affair. He killed the husband. I mean, you know, and then covered it up. I mean, yeah, that's, that's not great, you know. Seriously. <clears throat> and so God gave a parable uh, uh, to Nathan the prophet. So there's a guy who had everything, and there's a guy who just had a little lamb. And what happened is that he, the, the, the really rich guy, powerful guy, destroyed the guy with the one lamb. And, 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 and so David's looking in at this injustice as a third party, going, I can't believe it. This is unbelievable. Like this. And it's like, this man needs to be brought to justice. And he goes, you are that man. Again and again and again through Scripture, God's modus operandi is to take us out of the picture, to see the picture, but knowing that we're actually in the picture. We've got to place ourselves in the picture. And the most crazy example is this. And this, is, this was a, just a pure download this morning because God wants you to see yourself in history. Changing history. Not like, oh, can't wait for someone to come along and do this. He wants you to see yourself as the solution in Christ. Let's have a look at this, Isaiah 53. Oh, I got my pointer on. That was strong pointedness. Okay, here we go. Now, let's have a look at this. It starts off with, do you believe? Because when we don't have faith, if we don't see it, we assume it's the future. What if you haven't done your due diligence? And you go, this is a future event. No, it's a now thing. So God starts off with, do you believe? So who has believed our message? And to whom has, this means strength, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Jesus grew up before the Father like a tender shoot and like out of root out of dry ground. We're going like this, wow, wow, look, we're seeing a bit of a narrative. Jesus is dry ground, he's a tender shoot, you know, baby, 12 years of age, questioning in the synagogue. So we're looking at the story of Jesus. Then it says he had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. So I'm, I, I've got no doubt Jesus was handsome, but he wasn't a king soul. Okay, and so, so, and then it says there was nothing in his appearance that we should, that we should desire him, right? Then it goes another, the book of John takes us further. He says, he came to his own, his own did not receive him. So watching this story, we're going like this, we're going, Jesus was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one from whom people hide their faces, Right? He was, when he was walking on the earth, he was despised and we held him in low self-esteem. So we're gonna pause that. So what you got is this. This is the human condition, right? You've got images of Jesus on the cross everywhere, especially in Catholic tradition. You're going, oh man, he suffered. Wow, here you got God became a man, he was rejected. That's, you know, and you start to feel the indignity of it. The humility, the, 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 the the hum, uh, uh, no, the humiliation of it, and you're going, you're third party going, this is terrible, unbelievable. And, and, and sometimes we actually feel sorry. If, if, you've got a, if you've got a very strong religious sensibility, you can start feeling sorry for Jesus. It actually says in Isaiah 52, because I don't necessarily think the whole division of chapters is divinely inspired at all times, but it says his visage, Jesus' appearance was, was disfigured more than any other man. And you're going, whoa, and he was, who has believed our report? And he was despised and rejected like this. And now the whole thing changes. Put up the next bit of Isaiah, please. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. So what happens, we've seen it, and all of a sudden the Lord's going, it's about you guys. You're not third party. This is your story. You're in the middle of this story. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. And then, then what happened is our nat nature is to be third party removed, observing an, an event. Yet we considered him punished by God. So the, all the suffering Jesus did on the cross was for you and for me. 
And yet human nature puts ourselves outside the story, goes, oh, that's no good. And, and, and we could even have great theology, but what this does is it's, it actually preserves ego integrity, which can be fallen nature. So surely, and when you see surely, it's, an, it's, 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 it's emphatic. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. Goes to another level now. But, now it goes in, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we're healed. So rather than going, gosh, Jesus went through a lot. That was terrible. Now we're in the story. You're in the story. And this is how God does it again and again and again. You know, Isaiah gets caught up to heaven and he overhears a conversation. Who shall we send for us? Third party. But Isaiah, because of his sense of initiative, goes, here I am, here I am, send me. So we see all through Scripture, it's so easy to look at things happening in Scripture, in the Spirit and in the world and go, wow, wonder who's going to fix that. Whoa, that's no good. And the Lord's going, I'm using my modus operandi of the spirit realm. You are third party, but don't stay third party. This is about you. What happened at Calvary isn't like poor Jesus suffered. He did it for you and for I. Surely He has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. Yet we esteemed Him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The punishment for our peace was upon Him and by His stripes we are healed. That's where you start living in the spirit because it's not a, a natural historical event, although it was we put ourselves in the picture by faith in the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Can someone say amen? Is that not profound? That's how He does it. And you go, look what's happening in the world right now. And it's easy to go, oh, you know. No, 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 no. This is on our watch. You know, of all the things that have happened, I'm getting hot. All right, just pretend I'm Benny Hinn. All right. She's still standing. Where's my faith? All right. <laughs> Loosed. <clears throat> She'll get hit later. All right. <clears throat> or I'll push her over. So anyway. <clears throat> You've got to have fun, don't you? Um, you know, you've got, you've got uh, uh, what governments are doing. Do you know what? Labor liberal, tomato, tomato. Well, that's not exactly the case, sort of. You know what? This is, this is what disturbs me, that we are being frog-marched in the direction of being run by unaccountable, unelected global bureaucracies. That's the problem. That's the problem. That's the problem. And I'll tell you what, it was happen happening under the last mob. So right now, it's just going to be a bit quicker, all right? But we're called to govern over time. And I'll tell you what, we're going so deep on this, but it involves, it's prescriptive, it involves application. This is not sort of like, ooh, cool teaching. No, 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 no. The opposite of faith is time. Time, now faith is. It talks about the, the timeless dimension of God's rest. It, 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 it's in Hebrews 4 and God calls it today. There's no future. You just got now. Future is a construct. What I love is Jeremiah chapter 29 verses, verse 11 and we read the interpretation as, you know, I know the plans I have for you to give you a future and a hope. If you break down the words in the Hebrew, it's more like to give you an expected end. So you're in the constant now. When God shows you a vision or a dream, the Lord says, lay a hold of it in the now and back engineer it into steps of obedience. God's gonna teach us how to open and close windows of time, fallen time, dark time, and open up the windows of heaven in Jesus' name. Who's excited? Seriously. 
Who can feel the wisdom of God on that? Seriously. Because I tell you what, we were chatting this morning and, and I, I don't, this, I'm not talking about a white knuckle, hyper unsustainable frenzy of warfare and victory. We want wisdom so we can actually be diligent to enter His rest. And so that means there's a diligence. It's, 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 it's a paradox. It's paradoxical because most things in the spirit are. You wanna be wealthy? Give everything away. Huh? You know, it's the same thing. Be diligent to enter the rest. We're not gonna go right there right now, but we're called to fight the fight of faith. So, you guys doing okay? Praise God. All right, Shabbat. I said bar, not up. All right, so here we go. Uh, so time is not a linear conveyor belt. I believe times and seasons are completely connected to the condition of the heart of Jesus' church, who are the true gatekeepers and the true governors. I don't believe it's an inevitable. I believe we get to influence and change and redeem time. I am convinced of it. Otherwise, we'd just be doomsday prepping. And doomsday prepping does nothing because you've still got the same demonic entities. Yes, they have technology. They have drills, you know. Bunker busters, etc. So, <laughs> so basically, whether you have discovered this or not, Christ in you, the hope of glory, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When you go into the faith dimension and partner it with the Holy Ghost and wisdom, things change, things change. And so <clears throat> I have to reiterate this because this breaks the, the, the matrix. This, this is just, because most people, if they, if they were to teach on or receive eschatology, it's the third party observing an external event whereas that's not what the Bible teaches. Let's have a look at uh, Luke chapter 17. This, 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 this comes from the mouth of Jesus of Nazareth, who's now, who's now Jesus is Lord. Now, when Jesus was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, He answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation, third party observation into an external event. Here we go. Nor will they say, see here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. That is profound. So God is calling you what well, you already are, whether you're exercising it or not. Remember the parable of the talents, the parable of the miners, always ended up in governance, right? Is that you are the gatekeepers. This is exciting. So at the moment, who knows what's going on in the spirit where there's a flood of dark, dirty water over our nation, what devils are involved, what angels are involved. But what we can do, what we can do is we can lay a hold of the promises of God, especially the prophetic promises of God, with wisdom and say, we are the gatekeepers. We, are, we, we actually lift up your heads or your gates, your everlasting door, so that the King of glory may come in. If Jesus says He's the door, then you can be a door. So he's the door to the sheep. We think that's church. Well, might be a heavenly dimension of Psalm 23. It might be a place where, oh, sorry, I'm zip filing you guys. I'll just dial it down. All right, here we go. Good boy, down, down, down boy. So now what we got, this is what, what's really, really cool is this, is that, we know that the kingdom of God is within. So your inner world is connected to heaven, okay? Heaven isn't a place, it's heaven is God, okay? Remember eternal life isn't time. You go, you know, eternal life for forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. I wasn't really, Lord, I wasn't that wrapped with my three score and 10. Like seriously, why would I want eternal life? Well, it's better than the alternative, number one. But number two is this, eternal life as defined in John 17, three is knowing God. Because time is a, Gosh, I'm in such a zip fire mode. Help me. It's like I've been over caffeinated. 
Time is a parenthetical insertion. So in other words, if you had this whole room was eternity, it'd be one slither of paper at best. And that, that opportunity, that kairos, we get to build muscle and be faithful in the small things so we can rule over much. Okay, we're in training for reigning, but that's not a deferred reality. Too much zip filing titles. All right, here we go. Second Peter 1.18. It's not, time isn't just unfolding, it's connected to the condition of the heart of the church. And this is what it says. And this is what Jesus revealed to Peter, uh, James and John on the Mount of Transfiguration. I mean, a big deal. And he goes, and we heard this voice which came from heaven when we were, on, when we were with him on the holy mountain. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you would do well to heed. I think at the moment we're sort of here as a light that shines in a dark place. All right? So at the moment, there's a bit of darkness going on, but you're a light. You're a light. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Okay? Until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. So as you... Work out who you are, who He is, and praxis it out. Christ in you, the hope of glory. For I say, according to Romans 8, for all of creation is groaning and in travail, waiting for the revealing of the huios mature sons of God. That is the morning star rising in individually, then collectively within the ecclesia, this is how it works. It's not just some conveyor belt going, oh wow, and then we've got the, the, this tribulation and the rat. It doesn't work like that. You're the gatekeepers. Twelves all through Scripture. The New Jerusalem and the church are one and the same. I'm not saying there's not gonna be a heavenly uh, city that we're gonna walk in. I'm not saying that, but it's the multiverse. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. It just doesn't check out with the fallen Western mindset. Because remember, it's a Hebraic book that interfaces with, 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 with genius of heaven, okay? So this is so cool. You guys okay? Okay, if it's a zip file, share it, right? And watch it a couple of times because what happens, that's a form of meditation is repetition, okay? Now, let's just do this. We, this is just a tick box as we're landing the plane. Uh, uh, Revelation twenty two sixteen. 16. I, Jesus, has sent my angel to testify of these things in, his, in the churches. Jesus is the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. Until the, the morning star rises in our hearts. So if we're sitting there and look at this. Now, I don't like developments in the world because people are suffering. I don't like it. But what happens is I, I'm excited about every time I worship, every time I meditate in the Word of God, every time I have ascension experiences, the morning stars rising up in me. I'm telling you. This is, we haven't even touched the surface. The things that are being revealed in the Spirit in this season are amazing. God chose you. He chose you in this time. And you know what? You probably, in the next couple of months, if you want to know a little bit more about yourself, either watch one of the X-Men movies or a Marvel movie, okay? It's, it's seriously, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there's gonna be, be technology to overcome and in God it's easy. For those who, who've done their research, what I wanna do is I'm not gonna cite a whole bunch of things. We're gonna have communion very, very soon, but listen carefully. Give me an example, Todd, of time changing, okay? And so, um, all right, 2020, and all of a sudden, the world shut down. I mean, it was March. And we, we smelt, we smelt a rat. We smelt rat, we smelt a plague. 
okay? And a lot of places, oh, we get a bit, have a bit of a break, kumbaya, you know, job keeper, good job seeker, whatever it was. Doesn't matter, it's gone. Uh, <laughs> 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 Do you know what happened? Everything shut down and you could not have corporate worship anywhere. You know, it's not the same. I mean, you know, like we've all done the Zoom thing, you know, meeting Jesus in the upper Zoom. Great, fantastic. People sitting there with their coffee and their PJs going, love heart, love heart, love heart, going, okay, are those eggs ready? Hallelujah. It ain't the same. There's no glory on it. Fading glory, all right? <laughs> then what happened? <laughs> then what happened is that then we're gonna, all the restrictions will start lifting. Let's just use America because we're nothing like America. Okay, so churches couldn't worship for ages, but you could go to a brothel, medicinal marijuana, you could go to the bottle shop, you can go, you can go all of those different things, but not churches for a very long time. Why? I'll tell you why. Because there's a narrative that most prophetic thinking people know it's not out there because it's considered conspiracy. And it is conspiracy, it's just not a theory. A lot of you are conspiracy theorists. The minute, the minute someone says it, I go, you are bound by the fear of man. You are more interested in, 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 in aligning with the status quo that is going down than actually looking for the truth. Don't get me wrong, there's some conspiracy stuff that's absolutely unsubstantiated, nutty, okay? And so there's got to be a level of, of, of uh, there's a skill set in triangulating all those different things. The point I want to make is this. Why did they do that? I'll tell you why. Since 2020, the world's changed. And how did, what was their leg in the door? Is this, we're going to shut down corporate worship around the world. And you know what that's going to do? It's going to shut down David's fallen tabernacle that has to be resurrected for the ingathering of the Gentiles. Because what happens? Every time you have corporate worship, angels take your worship up into heaven and bring down the presence and the glory of God. Healings, miracles, encounters, yokes are broken. The anointing destroys the yoke. It got shut down around the world and we've never recovered. That's how time changes. So now you know how to reverse that, don't you? It's because we have to walk in the Spirit like never before. But it's going to be a joyous thing. God has, has, has chosen you for such a time as this. Who's excited? Seriously. Seriously. And we're going to go very, very deep into this. But we are called to govern. Don't abdicate. It just starts with, uh, I, I, I won't put the Scripture up, but it starts with at least praying for the government. Praying for, 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 for the incumbent government, state and, and uh, uh, state and federal, also to getting involved. Hey, just by the way, um, I wanna thank all the people who volunteered yesterday from the barbecue through to the core flute. Seriously, God's people will willingly volunteer in the day of His power. I tell you what right now, so I, seriously, I, I wanna honour those who, who, who handed out uh, leaflets, etc. I don't care you know, what that looked like, but I tell you what, friends, it's time to govern. And it's easy for God. What we've gotta make sure, and, and I, there is so much... But, you know, for years, we hear in conferences, we're going to pray for acceleration. When you do, everything accelerates. So you've got to make sure that you've got the right Holy Ghost seatbelt on so you don't sort of like, okay, and get sick. Who's excited? God and you are a majority. You're called to govern. Remember, I believe that the opposite of faith is time. And God wants us to go into Him through His Word it says, for the Word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces the division of soul and spirit, 
Your, your spirit is a timeless entity. Your soul, maybe not. So when you get into the Word of God, there's a separation of being caught up in time and ruling over time. So when you get into the Word of God, it separates things. And, and, and remember that when, when you're looking at something as a third party in a prophetic scene or a historic scene, going, wow, that's no good. The Lord says, put yourself in there because that's how he's done it all through Scripture. If you see it, you're in it. And he wants to reward people who are willing to, to uh, 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 reign with him. I'm just going to pray with you guys. Can we put the pads on? And then we're going to have communion. I just grab your communion. Yeah, do that first. Thank you. Wow, Holy Ghost. So whenever I read the Word now and I meditate on it, I'm excited that it takes me in the realm of the Spirit. Have a look at uh, 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 Romans 8. It's the realm of the Spirit. It's timeless dimension. Yeah. That's why Jesus is and who was and is. And that's why the Lord is who is, was and is to come. It's the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. It's a timeless dimension where we've already won, but we engage it by faith through the Word and also praising God. Today was a zip file, but God knew you could handle it. And where we're going is amazing, amazing. I just, I feel so privileged that I get to do all of this with you guys because I'll tell you what right now, there's none of this fear rubbish. Fear, well, <laughs> fear, you, the only thing we've got to fear from fear is fear itself. That's, that's actually quite accurate. Thank you, Mr. Roosevelt. All right. Holy Ghost, I just thank you right now in this communion. I thank you, it represents the fact is that we no longer see Jesus after the flesh, but as a resurrected Lord of the universe, and no longer should we see ourselves after the flesh. Right now, we are made in the image of God. And we thank you for ruling and reigning. And we thank you that just shall live by faith. Thank you right now for an anointing that breaks all yokes. Right now, we thank you for veils to be ripped off the heart and all cataracts, spiritual cataracts to be removed from all eyes. I thank you right now. Lord, your good and your mercies endure forever. Bless this community to our bodies in Jesus' name. excited about going home and getting into worship, getting a key scripture and meditating for hours. I've been doing that. I've been doing that. An ounce of prevention is better than a ton of cure. Sometimes I look at government stuff and I go, Lord, would you give me the grace to call down fire? And then repent at my leisure. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Not making any promises. So, <laughs> uh, oh gosh, you've got to have a laugh, don't you? God's good, isn't He? That was an intense message, but not heavy, simply because it's like, you've already won. You've already won. Jesus is Lord. He is the Word of God. He's, he was faithful and true. We've seen that before. Seriously, 
right now is a great time to live in the Spirit. And there's joy. And I just, I did, you know, we could change. They could, they, they, we might be able to re-engineer a song and turn it into our God is a happy God. He is. He's happy. This is, this, this is such a low level. And what happens is this. Don't get caught up in fear and uh, 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 third party. Oh my gosh. He says, come up here and I must show you the things that must shortly take place after this. That's, for, that's the inheritance of every child of God in Jesus' name. All right, guys, God bless. And we'll text you as soon as we are able to, okay? And then who's excited about what's, what's unfolding? Seriously, can we offer up a shout of praise to the Lord? Come on. Glory. Glory.